0: They're crazy, they're zany, and just plain nuts, but they love Jesus, America's Keswick, and all of you. Here are the hosts of the Bob and Bill podcast, Robert Hayes and Bill <laughs>
1: Well, good afternoon, Bob. Well, hello, Bill. How are you? I'm good. Were you all ready for summer? Uh, we're getting there. What are we doing this summer? We are moving forward with Destination to Holiness. So we're looking forward to, I'm not sure totally what it looks like, but we are we are working very diligently to make sure that this summer we have a great time. So even if uh, you have children, even though we're not doing children's ministry, there will be fun for kids, for teens, and for adults. So it's gonna, it's going to be interesting to see what God does. So if you don't have a copy of our summer brochure, I want to encourage you to call 1-800-453-7942, or you can visit our website at www.americaskezik.org. It's going to be a really, really, really cool summer. Yes, it is. Different, (laughs) but it's going to be cool. So what's the music today? Well, you know, I was thinking, do we call this Southern Gospel? And and I decided, no, I'm not going to call it Southern Gospel. This is Gaither music, right? Because it's written by Bill and Gloria Gaither. Uh, If He Keeps on Blessing and Blessing. And this is a clip from our recent Gaither Hymn Sing. So let's give a watch.
2: Imperfect faith rooted in a perfect God is a vibrant, contagious thing. And the wonderful thing is, the more we use it, the greater it gets. If He Keeps on Blessing and Blessing If he keeps on pouring it on, if his love just keeps getting richer, if he keeps on giving a song, if my cup gets fuller and fuller, if my prayers keep on getting through. Key. When the gloom and fear was lifted, my old heart just started to sing. Then the song just kept getting bigger, and it thrilled my heart through and through. If it keeps getting better and better, oh Lord, I don't know what I'm gonna do. If it keeps getting on blessing and blessing if he keeps on pouring it on if his love just keeps getting richer if he keeps on giving a song if my cup gets fuller and fuller if my prayers keep on getting through if he keeps getting better and better oh Lord
0: I don't know what I'm
2: gonna do Scriptures say that God's goodness comes full measure, pressed down and shaken together. Then after all of that, life just can't get any better. If he keeps on blessing and blessing, if he keeps on pouring it on, if his love just keeps getting richer, if he keeps on giving a song. My cup gets fuller and fuller. If my prayers keep on getting through, if it keeps getting better and better all oh along, I don't know what I'm gonna do. If it keeps getting better and better all oh along.
1: So the first week of our summer conference is going to be with our good friend Dr. Phil Tuttle it's going from be Walk awesome. to the Bible. And that's always fun, and we're looking forward to a great week. But we're excited for these two episodes this week to have Jim Lang, who is a graduate of the Colony of Mercy, and our director of guest services. And he is a certified Walk to the Bible instructor. We're really blessed to have yeah, it's that awesome. so resource available. I was joking with Jim. I said if for some reason that Dr. Phil couldn't be here this summer for whatever reason, mm-hmm. he would just have to step in and do that. That's so right. today's episode and Friday's episode, Jim Lang is going to take us on a walk through the Bible. Let's enjoy this together. And this is interactive. Yes. You can't just sit there. All right.
0: Good afternoon, and welcome to a special edition of the Bob and Bill podcast. My name is Jim Lang. I'm the Director of Guest Services here at America's Keswick. And today we are going to to bring you a small segment of uh, a Walk Through the Bible program. Walk Through the Bible is, is a ministry that we partner with closely, and we are good friends with, with Dr. Phil Tuttle, and, and he's going to be here uh, hopefully summer week one this year from the 12th uh, to the 19th. Um, doing one of their programs. So we wanted to give you a little glimpse of that. We also wanted to make you aware of a a program they did back in April called Step Into the Story. And so this is going to give you a little glimpse. So if you um, like what you see today, you can either go back and watch Step Into the Story on the Walk Through the Bible YouTube channel, or you can come and and book summer week one and and hear Dr. Phil speak. And so Walk Through the Bible is a program that allows you to get an overview of the grand story of Scripture, and and it cultivates in you a desire. to to dig deeper into the scriptures, and so we are going to take a small look at at some of the key events of the Old Testament today. And so uh, all of scripture, the the whole Bible starts out with the event of creation. And so uh, the Bible begins in Genesis 1, 1, stating that in the beginning, God created. God created everything out of nothing, he spoke everything into existence. God spoke, and it came to be. And even today, God's word gives us life. God is still speaking life through His word. God created the heavens. God created the earth. He created uh, the the water. He created the animal life, and He created man and woman, Adam and Eve. And the commentary for all this creation, for all the work that He did, was it was good. God's creation was good. And God gave the man and woman dominion over all that he created. And he placed them in this beautiful garden, this paradise called the Garden of Eden. And he gave them one specific instruction, not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And this isn't heavy-handed. This isn't God being cruel. It's not like he gave them an, an ambiguous command like show respect. It, this was black and white. Just don't do this. Just stay away from this tree. Well, it doesn't take long for the, for the story to take a, th- a turn. We get to Genesis chapter three, and uh, we see Eve being approached by a serpent. And this serpent comes and and starts to whisper in Eve's ear and, and he starts to to really attack the very word of God the very life-giving word of God he he says to Eve you know did did God really say that did did God did what God say to you did he really mean that uh, and, and and the serpent attacks the very truth of the word of god and and he tells her that she certainly won't die if she eats of this fruit she he, he's he 's letting her know that hey god's holding out on you he, he has this good tree. look how good that fruit is and he's he's really holding out on you and and it, he, he says that if you would eat of this tree that you'll become like him so god is, God doesn 't want you to become like him, so he 's keeping this from you and 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 Adam and Eve believe this lie, and they eat of the forbidden tree. And sin enters the world, and we have an event called the fall. And so the first event of scripture is creation, and then we have the fall. And as a result of the fall, we really see the, the root cause of all sin. We really see that the root cause of all sin is this desire to be God, to this desire to to do what we want, to to kind of live within our own boundaries, to not have to listen to someone else. And, and so the sin that we see in Adam and Eve is really the root of sin that we see in ourselves. And uh, as a result of, of this sin, death enters the picture. Now, for for you and I, death has kind of always been this reality for us. And since we were young, we've had family members who die, we have pets who die, and so Death has kind of always just been this reality that we're aware of. But just imagine what this was like for Adam and Eve. Um, death had never been a thing for them. And then all of a sudden, death enters. And this this new reality is something that, that, that weighed heavy on them. And this is a devastating moment. And God then starts to pronounce uh, curses and judgments on the man and woman and on the serpent. And in all this devastation and all this destruction and all this tragedy, God gives us a glimmer of hope. And in Genesis 3.15, you you see the first uh, glimmer of the gospel message as he's pronouncing the curse on the serpent. He, He says that, He's going to put enmity between the serpent and the woman's offspring, and that the the serpent is going to to bruise the heel of the offspring, but the offspring is going to crush the head of the serpent. And we see a a foreshadowing of the gospel here in Genesis 3. God is, is giving us hope. And so sin enters, death enters, and Adam and Eve are now evicted from paradise. They're evicted from the garden of eden. And so the first two main events of scripture we have creation and then the fall. Well, things don't get better, things don't uh, kind of go on an upswing. Things start to get worse and uh, after humanity is evicted from the garden, things continue to go downhill and humanity humanity just becomes corrupt. Humanity becomes violent. This, this root cause of sin, the desire to be God, is just present in, in, in everyone. And so chaos kind of um, starts to go forth. And, and the Bible says that God is actually grieved that he ever made mankind. And so God decides to judge the world and, and is going to, to wipe it clean and start over. And he's going to do this through a great flood. And so we have creation fall, and then flood. But there was a man named Noah who found favor in God's sight, and God chose to spare him and his family. And so God gave Noah specific instructions to, to start to build this huge boat, this huge ark, and uh, all who were on it, all who were on the ark would be spared from the judgment that God was going to dole out on the earth And the Bible says that as the rain began to fall, that he was the one that closed the door of the ark. And what I love about the Bible is this Bible is this grand story of of creation, fall, redemption, and consummation. And and we see this grand story as we take a step back and look at the fullness of of the picture. But in that grand story are these little stories that give us uh, insight into the grand story and as we look at the ark, we can see foreshadowing of, of things to come. And so one day there will be judgment. And uh, in the ark, all who were on the ark were saved, and all who are outside of the ark were judged. And, and at the, for the coming judgment, all those who are in Christ will be saved, and all those outside of Christ will be judged. And so I'd ask you today, are you on the ark? Are you, do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? Are you saved? So we have creation, fall, and flood. And so after the flood, God told Noah and his descendants to spread out. He wanted, to, he wanted them to spread out. But instead, the people, again, the root of, of, of sin is that desire to be God. And so instead of being obedient to the life-giving word of God, the people decide to, to build a great city. And instead of spreading out, they, they build a great city and they start to, to build a tower reaching up to the heavens. The Bible says they're building this tower to make a name for themselves. And so instead of being obedient to God, instead of being obedient to his life-giving word, the people wanted to make a name for themselves. And so God confuses their language so they can no longer understand one another and he dispersed them throughout the earth. And as a result of this, we see the beginning of the nations. And so the first four major events of Scripture, we have creation, fall, flood, nations. And so this really, all these are really covered in the first 11 chapters of Genesis. I'd encourage you to go read them uh, to, to just see that I'm not making any of this up. And so we're now going to look at the first really four significant people in the Bible. And, and the story goes from this broad picture of these four major events to really focusing on four individuals. And one of the things I, I love about the Bible, what I love about Scripture, is that, it, that it's real. Uh, these aren't fairy tales. These aren't fables. These aren't moral lessons. These were real people at a real time, at a real time place. And so the first person we're going to look at is Abraham. And so many years after the Tower of Babel, God chooses a man from which the redemption story is going to continue. And God came to Abraham and, 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 and told him he, he was going to have to leave his country, leave where he was familiar with, leave where he grew up, leave where he was comfortable, and move to a land that God would eventually show him. And so God promised that him that he was going to make him a great nation, that he was going to make his name great. God took One night God took Abraham out and showed him and told him to look up at the stars of the sky. And if he could number the stars of the sky, then he could number his descendants. And so for Abraham, we're going to say Abraham and put place stars in the sky. And so the Bible says that Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. And so, again, we see here right in in Genesis that that God is after our faith, not our works. Abraham's righteousness was credited to him because he believed God, because he had faith. And Abraham was faced with this impossible task, however. Uh, God told him, he promised him, that he's going to be a father of this great nation, that he's going to have all of these descendants, but Abraham didn't have a son. He didn't have any offspring, and to make things even more impossible, is that Abraham and his wife Sarah were were older. If the, if they were living in, in, in these times, they would have they would have retired and moved to Whiting, New Jersey, by this point. And so, uh, in fact, when 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 Abraham told Sarah about this. Sarah actually laughed. This was a laughable situation. But the Lord did as he promised, and and Sarah became pregnant, and God promised Abraham a great family. And after many years of waiting, God began to fulfill this promise through the birth of Isaac. So what we're going to do for Isaac is we're going to go back to the stars we placed for Abraham, and we're going to grab one of those stars and say, Isaac, and Abraham was 100 years old, and Sarah was 90 when Isaac was born. And the name Isaac actually means laughter. And so in the, we have Abraham, and then we have Isaac. Now Isaac had two sons, uh, identical twins. And the son we're going to talk about today is, is named Jacob. Jacob. Now, another thing I really like about the Bible is that the Bible is not a sanitized book. If you read through the Bible, you're going to see some grime. You're going to see some dirt. You're going to see uh, people who just don't get it. And uh, it's, it's an encouragement to me uh, to see how God uses those people in Scripture. And so Jacob, when you read through the story of Jacob, Jacob was a deceiver. Uh, he he did whatever he needed to do to get over on his brother, his uncle, his father. He was kind of a a smooth operator. And Jacob really wrestled with God. God was really going after Jacob, and, and Jacob wrestled with him. And so the sign for Jacob is arm wrestling. It's Jacob. So we have Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. And after wrestling with God all night, one night, God finally brought Jacob to the end of himself. And God changed his character, and he changed his name. And Jacob coming to the end of himself, it really, I, I tell the men of the colony all the time, that the end of yourself is the place to be. Because when we come to the end of our resources, when we come to the end of ourselves, that's when God can begin to work through us. And that's where we see Jacob here. And Jacob had 12 sons, and, and one of the, the 12 sons of Jacob was Joseph. And Genesis 37 tells us that that Joseph was the favorite son of Jacob. And the sign of this status, the sign of this favor was this this beautiful coat he had, this beautiful multicolored coat that his father gave him. The Bible also tells us that Joseph... one day, God gave a bad report about his brothers and what what his brothers were doing, and 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 then went on to tell his brothers about this dream that he had. That one day they'd all be kneeling before him. Now I don't know if you have any siblings or grew up with with any brothers or sisters, but if you're the favorite child and and you're kind of ta- uh, tattletaling on your on your brothers and sisters, and then you tell them about this dream that one day you're going to be kneeling before them. You can imagine that that his brothers really didn't have the same affection for Joseph as his father did. And so his brothers kind of devise this plan and they and they sell him into slavery and and Joseph goes into slavery in the land of of Egypt. And so things go from bad to worse for Joseph when he's in Egypt and and he ends up in in prison and so we see uh, all this time go by and and Thirteen years later, while in prison in Egypt, God gives Joseph an opportunity to interpret a dream for the Pharaoh, for the king of egypt and Joseph listens to to pharaoh's dream and 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 interprets it, and he predicts that there's going to be seven good years, there's going to be seven years of plenty and then there's going to be seven bad years uh, and and seven lean years and in so doing and so and so Interpreting this dream and giving this information to the Pharaoh, he spares the nation from this famine that was wiping across the land. And so as a result of this, uh, Pharaoh elevates Joseph uh, to second in command. So Joseph goes from being a prisoner to being second in command. And God uses Joseph to save a whole region, to save a whole nation. And when the, the, when the famine strikes Israel, Jacob sends his other sons to Egypt to buy food. And Genesis 42 tells us how his brothers came to Joseph, not knowing it was him, and knelt down before him. And i just like to imagine what Joseph must have felt like as he saw his brothers kneeling before him. And he remembers that dream all those years ago. And he starts to understand the sovereignty of God and the providence of God as, as, as God has brought this to fruition. And he could start to see God's hand through his difficulties and through all the challenges he faced. And it's through this that, that Joseph is able to forgive his brothers. And he could see that everything God had done in his life, he had used to save an entire nation. And Genesis ends with the children of Israel enjoying the very favor of Pharaoh and enjoying the land. And that's where we're going to leave you today. And we will pick back up next time and we'll do a a, a few more of these. And again, I hope that if you enjoyed this, that you will go back and check out the step in the story done by Walk Through the Bible or you'll come see Dr. Phil Tuttle here week one at America's Keswick. See you next time.
1: Well, that was really cool. I'm worn out from doing all those hand motions. I, <laughs> I hope, wish I could see the people doing it. Yeah, I, I'm hoping that he's not gonna call us up and make. Well, us I do know that, he's not. <laughs> that would really, really, really be dangerous, especially with our ADD That's issues. That's correct. That's correct. So tomorrow is our worship live at 1:30 with mm-hmm. you and Joyce, and then and you. And then we have the Ripple podcast. Maybe Jim's working hard this week because yes. he's going to be interviewing somebody in our addiction recovery ministry. So again, we want to thank you for joining us on the podcast. If you have not made your reservations for this summer, call 1-800-453-7942 or visit our website at www.americaskesic.org And just a reminder that we depend on friends like you to support this ministry with your gifts and with your prayers. So now until Friday... Have a great day. Have a great day. God bless. If you enjoyed today's
0: podcast, let us know. Write us at bewealthy at or it'll be in the description below. If you'd like to learn more information about America's Keswick, you can visit our website at www.americaskesic.org. Join us every Wednesday and Friday at 2.30 for the next edition of the podcast. I'm Zach. And I'm Tyler. And have a good and godly day.